Thank you, Brother Terry. Thank you, choir. And thanks to our praise team. And so thank all of you for taking part in worship this morning. If you brought your Bibles, we're going to look at one verse from Luke chapter 19, and then a, verse, a few verses from John chapter 3. And I want to share with you a sermon that I've just entitled, Lost, Lost. And I appreciate Terry singing that song. Think about being lost forever had Jesus not went to Calvary. My soul would be lost forever had I not trusted in his, in his death for my sins. And so, um, something to think about. Luke chapter 19, if you would, uh, please stand as we read... Uh, uh, God's Word is infallible, inerrant, inspired Word. Luke chapter 19, one verse, verse 10. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. And then if you'll turn to John, John chapter 3. And we want to look at a familiar passage. John chapter 3, and we'll begin reading with verse 1. John 3, verse 1. Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. And Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, Well, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from or where it goes. And so is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Heavenly Father, thank you for an opportunity to worship and now as we open your word, we ask that your Holy Spirit would be our teacher, our guide, speak to our hearts, individual hearts. Father, just go from chair to chair. And Father, I know your spirit, we're told, convicts of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. And Father, I pray as you speak to our heart this morning and decisions that we need to make, Lord, that our answer, our reply to you would simply be yes. Lord. Yes, Lord. Give me the words to say, the right spirit to say them in. May you be honored and glorified, and at the invitation time, may we realize that it's you that's offering the invitation to draw close to you, to become a child of yours, to renew our commitment to you, other decisions that need to be made. Help us to realize it's your invitation, and we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. you. may be seated as we look at just the, the word lost, lost. 
As you study God's Word in Luke chapter 15 through 19, you'll find that the Bible talks about what it is to be lost. The Lord spoke about lost, a lost sheep, lost sheep, a lost coin, a lost son, and ultimately he speaks about a lost soul. Now, if you can take the word lost and you can apply it to anything, it always leads to tragedy. The word lost always leads to tragedy. Wonder if you lost your health. Wonder if you lost your health. Wonder if you had, wonder if you developed cancer. Some of you may have cancer. Your, your health is not what it once was. What if you lost your health to cancer or diabetes or, or uh, ALS, uh, some other disease, heart disease. wonder if you lost your health. It'd be tragic. Some of you are going through that. What if you lost your eyesight? Maybe you lost one eye. I have a problem with, with an eye. I've been having an issue with this eye for, I guess, 17 years. Didn't do anything about it. And told me eventually I'd lose the sight of that eye. Um, what if you lost both eyes? What if you're just totally blind, maybe, and had cataracts, and nothing can be done with that, perhaps? What if you lost your memory? I uh, wonder if you have a relative, a close friend, a parent, has Alzheimer's, and you're the caregiver. I'm talking to uh, Brother Michael Peppers this morning, his brother's suffering from Alzheimer's. Kenny, the one we prayed for. Michael's a caregiver for Kenny and also for his mother, 96 years old. So they need your prayers. Michael needs your prayers. Tragic to lose your eyesight, to lose your health, to lose your memory. What if you lost your job? Some of you have, perhaps. Lost your home, lost a family member. I was a trooper chaplain uh, for a number of years, and I, my, my job was to make death notifications. And I always kind of dreaded for Christmas to come around. I would pray, Lord, please don't let me be called out tonight on Christmas Eve for a death notification. Tragic, very tragic thing to go into a house and it's decorated for Christmas. And you have to walk in with a trooper and, and make a notification their loved one's been killed. That's, that's tragic. Tragic. But make a note, there's nothing that we possess that we can't lose. I don't care what you have, you can lose it. And if we lost any of the things that I mentioned, all of that would be very tragic. And like I said, some of you have experienced this very tragic thing in your life. However, Jesus said there's something much worse than any of those things that I mentioned. And that is found in Mark chapter 8, verse 36. Look at that just for a moment. It's on the screen. Jesus said, What will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses what? His soul. Gains the whole world. The most tragic thing you can ever experience, what Jesus said, is to lose your soul. The worst tragedy for any person is to die lost without Jesus to die spiritually lost. And so the question, first of all, what does it mean to be spiritually lost? And so if you're taking notes, I'm going to list about four things of what it means to be spiritually lost. First of all, jot down, to be lost is to be spiritually dead. 
to be spiritually dead. To be lost is to be spiritually dead. Ephesians 2, verse 1 and 2 says this, And you he has made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Paul said you were lost, you were dead spiritually because you followed after the prince of this world, which is Satan. You followed after him. That's a sign that you're dead spiritually. Now, it's obvious that we're born with a physical life. But however, because of original sin of Adam, we've inherited a sinful nature. And so Romans chapter 5, jot that verse down. Romans chapter 5, and I believe I have verse 12. Therefore, just as through one man, that's Adam, through one man sin entered the world, and death through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all have sinned. So we're, we're sinners because of Adam, but we're sinners because of nature. We're sinners because of Adam by nature, and then sometimes we just flat out choose to sin. So the Bible says we're dead spiritually, and we need a spiritual life. We need to be born again. We're born wrong. We're born in sin. We need to have a spiritual renewal, a spiritual life. We need to be born again. And every person outside of Christ is spiritually lost, spiritually dead. The Bible says, in your transgressions and in your sins. And so without Christ, you're dead spiritually. Now, you may be a good person. You may live a moral life. You may be loved by everyone. may be a religious person. Keep in mind the person Jesus was speaking to in John chapter 3 was Nicodemus, and he was a Pharisee, and he was a ruler of the synagogue. He was a very religious person, but something was missing in his life. He was lost. He was lost. So you may be good, moral, may be religious, but if, you, if you've not been born again, you're lost and you're spiritually dead. Now remember this. Nothing fleshly, nothing fleshly can impart spiritual life to a lost person. Nothing fleshly. Now we live in the flesh. Uh, I'm fleshly, you're fleshy. Not only are we, are we living in the flesh, sometimes we live of the flesh and we do fleshly things. And uh, we're warned about that. To not to not be controlled by the flesh. But we, we are born in the flesh. We're born after the seed of Adam. We're sinners by nature, sinners by choice. We're spiritually dead. But anything I do fleshly cannot produce anything spiritual. Jesus said to Nicodemus, flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to the spirit. Marvel not that I say to you, ye must be born again. So flesh gives birth to flesh. Being good is fleshly. That's not going to bring about anything spiritual. Going to church, it's good to go to church. But that's fleshly. It won't bring salvation just going to church. Being baptized has its purpose. It's fleshly. It won't bring anything spiritual. It's fleshly. Flesh gives birth to flesh. The Lord's Supper ordinance is fleshly, communion, fleshly. That doesn't produce anything spiritual. 
Flesh gives birth to flesh. The spirit gives birth to the spirit. Jesus said, you must be born again. So the point is, if you've not been born again, if you've not been saved, then you're lost and you're just one heartbeat away from what we talked about last week, that lake of fire. That's serious. So to be lost, what is it to be lost, 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 means that you're spiritually dead and you need to be born again, Jesus said. But to be lost means that you're without God. Look, if you will, at Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 12 says this. That at that time, he's speaking to, he's speaking to the Gentiles and those who said, hey, we're circumcised. We're all right with God. And Paul is preaching salvation not by works, but salvation by what? By grace through faith in the Lord Jesus. He says in verse 12 that at th that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Before you, before you were saved, you were without God. Without God. Now think about that. Lost means you're spiritually dead. Secondly, lost means that you're without God. You're without God. If you're not a believer this morning, you're without God in this world. You're without God in this world. So today, unless you've been born again, you are without God. You say, well, Brother Sammy, I pray. I pray. I mean, I've never trusted Christ. I've, I've, I don't consider myself a Christian, but I know there's a higher being, and I, I pray. The Bible says, pray all you want, but you're without God. You're without God. So most people mistakenly believe today in universalism. That simply means they believe that God is everybody's father. We're part of the brotherhood of man and the fatherhood of God. I listen on TV from time to time. They talk about how we're all the children of God. We're not all the children of God. That's the brotherhood of man and the fatherhood of God bit. And the Bible doesn't teach that. That's not what the Bible teaches. He says to be without Jesus, you're without God in this world. Ephesians 2, 12 and 13. I'll read it again. That at that time you were without Christ. If you're without Christ this morning, as he was speaking to those at the church at Ephesus, you were aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenant of promises, having no hope and without God in the world. And so if you're not a believer here this morning, viewing whatever means, you are without God. Let that sink in. Without God. John 14, 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. You're without God unless you go to the Father through Jesus Christ. It's because of Jesus you're able to get to God. It's because of Jesus that you're not without God, but you're with God when you trust Jesus Christ. It's, Jesus said, I am the way, not a way, but he said, I am the way. So you can't say that you're a Christian 
and you have God unless you've been saved, unless you've trusted Jesus Christ and him alone for your salvation. So the point is, without Jesus, you're without God, and without God, you're a lost soul, spiritually dead. Spiritually dead without God in this world. So to be lost is to be spiritually dead. To be lost is to be without God. And to be lost is to be condemned before God. Look at John chapter 3, verse 18. John 3, verse 18. says this. It's on the screen. He who believes in him is not condemned. He who believes in him is not condemned. But he who does not believe is condemned already. Already. You need to underline already. If you're an unbeliever today, have never trusted Jesus Christ, you're condemned already. Already. People will say, well, Brother Sam, you shouldn't judge. I'm not judging. You've already been judged. You're condemned already without Christ. I'm trying to share with you how you can believe in Jesus and be saved and have God in your life and have a home in heaven. But until then, you're without God and you're condemned already. Already. Now that word condemned is a, a legal term. In a courtroom, there's a verdict. You're guilty, you're not guilty. The Bible says that the verdict on mankind, because they're a seed of Adam, they have this Adamic nature, they're they're a seed of Adam, the verdict has already been passed on the human race. And what's that? All have sinned. And what else? The wages of sin is death. The verdict has been passed. The verdict is in. And you're condemned already. You don't have to wait till you die or when you stand before the Lord. You're going to be judged without Christ. And we'll talk about that on on another. We talked a little about last Sunday. You'll be judged one day. And you'll be judged by your works. He's going to give you an opportunity to be saved by your works. The books are open. And one of them was a book of works. Some people say, well, I'll just take my chances. Well, you're going to have that opportunity. You can just work yourself to death. But just remember, your works are as filthy rags when it comes to the righteousness of Jesus Christ. You're not going to be compared to me or to anyone else, but you're going to be compared to Jesus. And he says, unless your works exceeds the scribes and the Pharisees, now think how they worked, and they didn't make it. Without Christ. So the verdict is in. It's been passed on the human race. You're guilty. Everyone is lost. Everyone is in sin. Already condemned. John 3.18. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe in him is condemned already. So the point is the entire world already is condemned without Christ. But then you're sentenced to death. We're condemned, but the sentence has already been passed. Verdict, you're guilty, you're condemned. And what's the sentence? For the wages of sin is death. That's a physical death, a spiritual death. Romans 6, 23, the wages of sin is death. Luke 19, 10, the Son of God 
Jesus has come to seek and to save that which was lost. So Jesus, knowing the world was condemned without any hope, condemned to an eternity in hell, God's purpose and God's plan for his son was to come to this earth and die on the cross for the entire world. That through him, by believing in him, they could have everlasting life. They could have their sins forgiven. They could be redeemed by the blood of Jesus. And when they die, they could spend eternity in a place called heaven because of what Jesus did on the cross. He came to pay your sin debt, my sin debt. He came to pay the wages of sin for you. The wages of sin is death. Look at it this way. If Jesus came and he came to die on the cross for our sins and all of our sins were placed upon Jesus and to the point where God could not even look at his own son because of a holy God. If Jesus came and all of our sins were placed on him and, uh, and the verdict was in and the punishment was the wages of sin is death, what did Jesus have to do? He had to die. With all of our sins placed upon him, he had no sin. He knew no sin. But he took our sin, and because our sin were placed upon him, he died our death on the cross. He died your death on the cross. He came to pay your sin debt, my sin debt, came to pay our wages of sin himself. So to be lost is to be spiritually dead. To be lost is to be without God in this world. To be lost is to be condemned already. And then fourth and finally, to be lost is to be separated from God in a life to come. Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now listen, if you die lost, if you're lost now, you're separated from God now. If you die lost, you're going to be separated from God in the life to come. You're going to miss heaven. You're going to go to hell without Christ and without God. There's not going to be any mercy in hell. There's not going to be any love in hell. There's not going to be any grace in hell. There's not going to be any forgiveness in hell. There's not going to be any peace in hell. There's not going to be any light in hell. You know why? Because God's not in hell. You're without God. God is love. God is peace. God is joy. God is forgiveness. God are, it's all of God's attributes. None of that will be in, in hell because... You'll be without God and God will not be in hell. There'll be no God in hell. So the point is, if you're not saved right now, you're separated from God. And if you leave this walk of life separated from God now, you're going to be separated from God forever. Here are the facts. If you're lost, you're already judged guilty. You're condemned, you're separated, you're waiting for your final judgment and the wrath of God. And all of that will take place the very moment your heart stops. Here's the point. In a second, you could be in hell forever. 
But God loves us so much. He loves you so much that he sent his son Jesus to take your place, my place on the cross. If the wages of sin is death, Jesus took the world's sin upon himself. He paid our wages of sin. He had to die. He took your sin, my sin upon himself, and then he experienced the wrath of God against sin for our behalf. So the point is, he died where we could live and he died where the lost could be saved. And so today, if you just admit, hey, I'm a sinner, man. I'm a sinner by nature. I understand that now. Mama didn't have to teach me to do wrong. She had to teach me to do right. I mean, that's just my sinful nature. I'm a sinner by nature. I'm a sinner by choice. And I, and I changed my mind about God and about my sin when I was 11 years old. And I knew about hell, and I knew that I was going to hell if I didn't trust Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of my life. And as an 11-year-old boy knew how, I asked Christ to forgive me, to come into my life and save me. And he did at 11 years old. And I have, I've had God with me ever since. And when I die, I'm going to have God with me when I leave here. But if you're lost, you're without God. You know, that's some, that's some bad news. Why, why didn't you tell us that first? Why didn't you tell us about the good news, Brother Sam? Why didn't you tell us the good news first? Well, you have to hear the bad news before, first before you can really understand the good news and the love of God. Have you ever, have you ever been physically lost? I was thinking about this in there this morning. I remember, I don't know, some of you the older ones, uh, remember Watson's department store, Russell Rogers' department store. First elevator I ever rode in my life was in Rogers' department store uh, in Florence. And I'd, I'd go shopping with my mom. I was small. I was like three, two, three. I was walking, maybe four years old. And I remember going, you know, she'd always shop in the women's clothes. And those racks were much taller than I was. And I'd look up and somehow I got sidetracked. I got lost. You ever been that way? All of a sudden, you look around, and, and the person you're with is gone, and, and maybe you've lost a child someplace, you know. Don't, don't think bad about that. Don't think bad about that because uh, Jesus and Mary, they lost Jesus. Remember, they lost him. But uh, I, was, I just had a meltdown because I couldn't find, my, couldn't find my mother. And I just, man, I just went all to pieces because I, I felt... I felt, I just felt all alone. I was lost. That's the way, that's the way an unbeliever is right now. They're without God in a big old world. And one day they'll die and they'll be without God in a place called hell. But you don't have to be that way. You don't have to be that way. That's why Jesus came and died on the cross. But before you're saved, you're lost. You're spiritually dead without God, condemned already, separated now, but separated for the life hereafter. And I guess that's why one of the, the songs that we sing from time to time means so much to me. It goes like this, the words, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. You want that to be your song? Do you want to be found today? 
Jesus is waiting for you to come to him with arms outstretched on Calvary. He died for your sins where you wouldn't be without God now or hereafter. He died on that cross, paid the wages of sin that you could have the eternal life hereafter. And you may be a good person. You may be a, morally pers a moral person. And, uh, but without Jesus, because of Adam, you're dead spiritually. And you need to be born again, not by flesh, but by the Spirit of God. And the moment you turn to Christ, something unique happens in your life. He changes you from the inside out, and you're born again. You can't explain it. Nicodemus said, how can a man enter into his mother's womb and be born again? You can't, and Jesus said, it's kind of like the wind blowing. You don't know where it comes from. You don't know where it's going. You can't understand it. You can't explain it. But you know that it's happened in your life. That's how a prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for speaking to our hearts today on this very important subject, lost. I pray for every person here, every person listening or viewing for some other means. Lord, for those who are lost without you today, I pray today that they would come to step out and doing so say, Brother Sammy, I'm coming because I want to be saved. And so, Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit will speak to their hearts today. And, Lord, that they would turn loose of this world and have a change of mind, repentance, a change of heart, a change of mind towards you or towards sin. They'll turn from their sin and they'll turn to you, their only hope for salvation. And, Father, they would trust you and only you today. I pray they'll come. I pray they'll come. I pray we'll humble our hearts today, those who have never trusted you and only you, Lord, that's put it all in your hands today. And we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.